welcome to the Flourishing Church Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Jones, and we are so excited that you've decided to tune in today. We have an awesome podcast episode in store. We encourage you to share this and invite your family members and friends to tune in. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. We would love to connect with you. You can connect with us on our social media or email us at info at flourishing.church. Continuing on with the elementary series, Pastor Rachel Campbell has an inspiring message for us all. So let's get to it. Good morning, Flourishing Church. It's so good to be back again this week. I am going to be doing kind of a continuation off of our series, Elementary, from last week when I talked about God the Father and how important the revelation of who He is as our Father is in our life. And so I want to take off from there and get started on our next elementary subject. And that subject this morning is the subject of freedom. Freedom is so important, and the Bible talks so much about our freedom as Christians, and so we're going to dig into that this morning, and I just want to start with our scripture verse from last week in 2 Corinthians 6.18, and it says this, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. You know, these two messages really go hand in hand, and that's why I'm just leaving from last week straight into this one, but it's so important to know our God as our Heavenly Father, the perfect Father, not a large version of who our broken earthly Father was, but our Heavenly Father, the perfect God who is so for us, and He accepts us, and He empowers us, and He is cheering us on. He is sending blessings down like a waterfall over our lives. That's who our God, the Father, is is. And because of that, we can talk about this next subject, the subject of freedom, freedom in Christ. And I just want to talk to you. Have you ever seen a child of a really good dad? Since we're on the, on the conversation of good dads, and we talked about the statistics last week of how many troubled fatherless homes there are, but have you ever seen a child and how they act with a really good dad? For me, when I got married to Israel, I uh, he wasn't sick like my dad was. He wasn't, you know, going through all of these things. He wasn't unhealthy. And so when we had babies, and I begin to watch Israel Campbell with little baby Phoebe, and then little baby Chloe, and little baby Silas, and the way that he nurtured them and adored them and would sacrifice everything for whatever it was that our family needed, it healed something inside of me in my own relationship with God, my father, because I saw this really healthy and great dad. I've got to say, I believe that Israel Campbell is the best dad. It's not even Father's Day, but it was his birthday this last Thursday. So happy birthday, baby. You've never looked better, and I love you. But when we think about the freedom that Christ has given us, it really does correlate with who our Father God is. And when you see a child who comes from a family with a really involved dad or a dad who's just confident in who he is and he tells those dad jokes loud and he's proud of who he is, he's proud of his wife, he's proud of his kids, when you see that, children under that, They act differently, don't they? I remember when my girls were little, Chloe Faith Campbell, she was tiny. She's always been really little. And we would be in the mall, and she would just have her little binky in with her side little tiny ponytail with all this hardly any hair. But she would just go straight through crowds of really tall people in the mall like she belonged and she wasn't afraid of anything. And we used to laugh our head off. But the reason why she did that It's because she had a dad who she knew was right behind her. She knew that she had a dad who, if anybody crossed her, 
her or did anything wrong, he would be right up on her, protecting her, swooping her up into his arms and keeping her safe. But because she had that, she walked differently. She was confident. She wasn't afraid of adults. She wasn't afraid of anything. When I see my girls right now, Chloe's 17 and Phoebe's 20, and how confident they are, how they really know who they are and what they're supposed to do, and they're not afraid of their future, I love it. I love how independent our daughters are. You know what that stems from? It's the evidence of having a good father. Well, you and I have a great father. No matter your relationship is broken with your father on earth, whether you had the best dad in the world like my girls do, and my dad was great too. I really want to honor my dad. He had so many great qualities, but our father God is perfect. And when we walk in the revelation, like we talked about last week, of a perfect father who accepts us for exactly who we are. He doesn't need us to be winning all the time. He just loves us. He's just proud. He's just a good dad. When we get that revelation of God, we walk in a new freedom. And back in the early 2000s, there was a book, and it was called, what was it called? It was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was a book on how to be an entrepreneur. And it was how to just have a lot of courage to go and do big things and don't worry about failing. And the study showed in this book that people who were born from wealthy dads, they were more willing to make big like big, huge, uh, you know, they would rise to big challenges, they would gamble more, they would branch out there, they would take big leaps of faith in business because they always had something that they could fall back on. But then the kids who had poor dads, they were more trepidated and they kind of counted the cost, like, if this is all I ever have, can I live with this? And they weren't as daring in business. And what the whole book was basically saying is you've got to give it all. You've got to jump even when you don't see the next staircase. You've got to just go for it, and you don't have to be afraid of failing. And so rich kids who have a rich dad, they had more freedom in failing. They knew if this all crumbles, if everything I try fails and I fall flat on my face, I have a dad who I can fall back on. Can I just say to you, that's who your God is. You can be courageous. You can walk in divine freedom, freedom that this world does not know, freedom in your self-esteem, freedom in your business adventures, freedom in the way that you parent, freedom in the college that you choose. God wants us to be people who know that we can fall back on our dad, a father who takes care of our needs. And sometimes I think that as believers, we forget that. We forget our freedom in Christ. We live like we have to live on reserve. We live with, we want to save, we want to skip. And of course, saving and skipping is so important. But what I'm talking about is our soul. Are you full of faith that God is for you and not against you? Do you know that you are free? Do you know that you're truly, truly free? Because when we know that we're free and that Christ died to set us free, we live differently. Galatians 5.1 says this, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again by the yoke of slavery. I love this scripture verse. It's one of my life verses that I've got in my memory bank is stand fast. And another version says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. So don't go back to the things that entangled you in sin. Don't go back to the slavery of this world. Christ died to set you free. And what happens is we have this revelation when we ask Jesus in our heart and we realize we're of the kingdom of God and there's this freedom. Do you remember when you received Jesus and you received the Holy Spirit and how light you felt? But then life happens 
And sometimes it's easy to go back to the very things that entangled us. And Paul is preaching to the church and he's saying, don't go back. This is one of our elementary teachings is that as Christians, we have got to stand firm in the freedom that Christ died for. And why did Paul have to say this? Paul wouldn't have said, stand firm in your freedom that Christ died and sacrificed for you to stand in if people weren't giving way to their old ways. And I just want to maybe ask you to think about that in your life is sometimes it's easy and it doesn't happen overnight. You know, men who have affairs or women who have an affair, they don't say, wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to make a choice that is going to really hurt my family, my marriage. They don't do that. What happens is little by little, they make small exceptions. They open little cracks in little doors and all of a sudden, one thing leads to another until all of a sudden, again, they're wearing the yoke of slavery. And a yoke is something that they used to put over the big horses and oxen so that they could tread the ground. And it was, it was restricting. It would hold them in bondage. And, and Paul is referring our sin and uh, our bondage to a yoke. It holds us in. And Christ says we're free. And so I just want to talk about that. And, you know, um, in verse 2 of Galatians 5, we just talked about it was for freedom Christ set us free. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't open the door. There are some things that God has delivered me from that I refuse to even look in that direction. A lot of you know my story, but I'm not going back and flirting with the things that I used to be in bondage to. And it's really important as Christ followers that we know ourselves. You know, just because Christ set us free doesn't mean that we can just be crazy and do anything. My personal opinion is God rescued me from the cliff. I was falling off the cliff. I was choosing everything wrong, and my life was totally in bondage. And God set me free. I have been delivered. I am a free woman. Why on earth would I go back to the cliff and walk alongside it? I want to stay as far away to that bondage and those things that used to entice me and keep me in bondage. I don't go near it. I've shut the door because I know what Christ has done for me. I know whose I am. I am a daughter of the king. That means I choose freedom. I would never go back to the pain and misery of my past. And I don't know about you. Maybe that's a word for you. Don't even flirt with it. But in verse 2 of Galatians 5, it says that Paul starts talking to the church, and he's saying, it stop saying who's circumcised, who's not circumcised. That doesn't matter. The grace of God is what matters. And he's saying, stop allowing the law to come back into your life. God God set you free. When Jesus died on the cross, the law was sm smashed, right? We don't live under the law, thank God, anymore. We are children of freedom because of Jesus Christ. And Paul is challenging the Christians, and he's saying, stop choosing legalism. Stop being religious. Stop comparing who's circumcised and who's not circumcised. All that matters is that there's the grace of Christ. You either choose grace or you choose the law. You can't have both. And can I just say, your Father God this morning wants to declare over you that you have been set free. So be free. So be everything that you're called to be. Stop looking over your shoulder and worrying about the future and regretting about the past. Be free. Be free that you are a child of God. And with that, one of the greatest attributes is that we can relax and know, you know what? God is in control. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to make plans for my future. But I know one thing. I do not need to worry because he holds me. The one who holds the entire universe holds me. I'm his child. And because of that, I choose freedom. I love that so much. In a nutshell, Paul's just saying this. Hey, guys, you're never good enough. So stop comparing who's righteous. 
You're never going to be good enough. And isn't that the world we live in right now? You know, when you see so many people arguing and making new rules and changing all these things and all of the laws and all of the uh, judgments of people, it's all a broken world trying to do their best to be what they don't know is righteous. And this world is going to be broken and it's only going to break more except for, for people in God's kingdom. And we can't live by our own righteousness. There's nothing that you can do to create freedom. But Jesus paid the price so that you could be completely set free. You just have to receive it as a gift. There's freedom in Christ. There's freedom to be who I'm called to be. And I don't have to compare myself. I don't have to feel like I should be further along. But you know what? Take the pressure off. Enjoy your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the days to come knowing, you know what? It's not actually me who makes all these decisions. It's not my goodness that makes things good or bad in my life. It's actually the promises of God. It's because I'm a child of God. And in that, I just find so much freedom. So right now I just want to, uh, I want to show you a little video clip and I watched this movie with my kids a long time ago. I think it's maybe 10 years old now, but it's the new um, Pete's Dragon. If you haven't seen it, it's really cute. I loved it, but I'm going to show you a little clip and then we're going to come back. But this is a really good example of what I'm talking about, our freedom in Christ because who our father is. So watch this clip. <laughs> How adorable is that little clip? But you know, if you think about that little portion of the movie that I just showed you, it, it really depicts who our God is in our life. You know, here he is and he's playing with the little bunny rabbit on the riverbed. And all of a sudden, this massive grizzly comes up. That's the enemy. And he comes up and he's just howling and growling in his face, right? And then here's the little guy and he stands up and he's like, screaming back at him, but he's just a tiny little guy. And he thinks that the bear runs away because he's so strong and mighty and he's yelling. But then we see that the giant dragon is standing behind him and the bear gets spooked and leaves. You know, sometimes in my life, when it comes to freedom, I start living in the blessing of God, right? I'm living in the blessing of God and I start forgetting about all of my depression that I walked through, all of the bondage I used to partake in, and, and how sad and dark and heavy my life was. But the more and more I live under the goodness of God, I start thinking something, somehow this is about me, that somehow I'm free because of my good choices, and because I'm smart, and because of this, and I can start giving myself credit. And I just see that movie clip, and I remember, you know, we can never forget why we're free. We can never forget why we're blessed. We can never forget why we have been saved. It's because of Jesus. It's because we have a Father God who loves us so much. And one of our inheritance, inheritances as a child of God is freedom, divine freedom, the peace and the freedom and the ability to move forward in this life and, and choose life. But you know, sometimes we can make it about us. And we can start thinking how good we are and how successful we are. But I don't know about you. I never want to forget 
that it is God behind me that is making my way perfect, that he is doing things in front of me, he's healing things from behind me, and it's all about him. And you know, I was thinking about freedom. God has, as Christians, we have all of this freedom, but Paul talks about our freedom, and, and I love this in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, and Israel and I, we talk about this to our daughters a lot as they're growing up and as they're teenagers, and we don't hold anything back. We talk about stuff in our family, but this scripture verse is something that both of our girls and Silas will soon know it by heart, and it's this scripture where Paul says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds your spirit. You know, when you think about that, we live in this kingdom of God, and there's freedom. There's freedom for us to make choices. There's freedom for us to choose. There's freedom when, who you're going to date, where you're going to work, what you're going to do, what you're going to partake of, and what you're not going to partake of. All of those things are freedoms from Christ. And I just, as the mama of this house, this is how I talk to my kids, but the truth of the matter is we've got to know ourselves. So for me, I know that my dad and my grandfather and my grandpa on both sides were extreme alcoholics. So for me, I don't touch alcohol. Now, for Christians, if you drink wine and that is something that's a choice that you've decided that you want to do and you know yourself and you know that that's not a struggle, that is something that you have to go to God and go, is this permissible and beneficial for me? And if the Holy Spirit says yes, then that's great. But we've got to know ourselves, right? I also know that um, being around toxic environments, I have to be very protective because I come from an abusive background. Something else I know about myself is that I can have um, spiritual pride. I can begin to think about my own righteousness and think it's me somehow. And so because of that, I've studied myself and I know the areas in my life that I'm, I'm not strong or maybe there was an open door in my past. So because of that, I go to God and say, God, is this thing, is this decision I'm about to make, is this friendship, is this decision, is this environment? I know that you say I have freedom, but is it beneficial to my spirit? And as Christians, that's our responsibility. Just because God says we're free doesn't mean that everything's going to be beneficial to our life. And so that might be something you have a conversation with God about tonight. And you're like, hey, you know what? Pastor Rachel talked about these things where God says that we're free, but it might not be beneficial. And ask the Holy Spirit, is this something that's toxic in my life? Is this a door that I'm opening to my past that isn't going to be beneficial? Or are, am I free in this area to choose this? And God will show you. You know, God works through discernment. He'll give you conviction. He's never a God of shame. He never shames us. He always, he, you know, we can, we can fall and repent over and over and over and over. There's never enough times that God won't forgive us. But the truth of the matter is he'll speak to you through having peace about a situation or no peace. And you know that's actually part of our heritage in having freedom in God? We, we are free, but we're also free to make wise decisions in our relationships, in our friendships, in what we choose to do. And God wants to lead us in that. The Bible says we can rejoice for the steps of a righteous man and woman. They are ordered of the Lord. And I can guarantee you this, when you submit your life to God, it's not bondage. It's actually more freedom. When we say, God, I surrender to you. God, show me if there's something in my life that isn't pleasing you or is leading me down the wrong path, or maybe I'm hearing the wrong voices and I'm starting to have the wrong thoughts. God, show me, give me no peace about that. Let me feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And the truth is, something about the Holy Spirit is this. He never, he's, God is not a control freak, but he is a protector. Can I just say that again? God doesn't want to control you, but he does want to protect you. 
and he is involved and concerned about what's going on in our lives. And if we ask him to, he will keep us safe. He'll say, don't invest in that. Don't befriend them. Guard your heart in this situation. And, and when we listen to him, that's our protection. So freedom doesn't mean that we just do everything, we love everything, we embrace everything of the world. Absolutely not. Freedom means that we submit our lives to Christ. We have total freedom, but we're under his protection and we're submitted to him. Isn't that awesome, though, that that's one of our rights? He protects us. And when we live under the protection of God, something that Israel and I have found is that's the greatest source of freedom. The greatest source of freedom and the ability to let go of the things we're not supposed to partake in and be a part of is just submitting our life to God. Submitting is a scary word to the world. But you know what? I love the word submit. I tell God all the time, God, I submit to you. I surrender to you. God, I, I know already how much I can mess up my own life and I know how good you are and how free you want me to be. So that is the end of my message. And I'm just going to declare this psalm over all of us. And I just love it. How can we ensure that we stay free and not fall back into the yoke of slavery? And I like this scripture verse. I think it really helps me is that I never forget who set me free. I never allow myself to take the glory like that little boy in Pete's dragon, like, yeah, I scared away the grizzly. No, it was the God behind me. And it's always been the God behind me. It's the God behind you. And you know what that does? It takes the pressure off of us that we don't have to be all things to all people. We don't have to be so strong, but all we have to do is surrender to God. And when we are, he's strong for us. But this is the Psalms I want to read over us. Psalms 103, two through five. It says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. He satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Father God, I thank you for your benefits the benefits of living under your freedom, not the freedom of this world, not broken freedom, not lawlessness, but God, healthy freedom, freedom that only comes from being a child of God. It's our inheritance. We are free. We can live confidently. We can fail and fall back into the arms of a God who cares about us and he sets us back up on our feet again. Lord, I just thank you for those promises. God, right now, we just say, it is not us. It is you. It is not my good deeds. It is not my bright ideas. But God, it is you that has set me free. And I'm so thankful for it. We are so thankful for it. We don't take it for granted, Jesus. We just thank you. We're a child of God. Thank you for your freedom. And I thank you even this week, Father God, that you're going to show us maybe some areas that you want us to tighten up. God, that things that are, might be beneficial, but they're not profitable to our spirits. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you so much, church. We just can't wait to be together. Good Friday and Easter's coming up. We're going to have a special service even for the kids on Easter morning. And we cannot wait because right after that, we're going to start having our services together on Sunday mornings. We love you so much. We pray for you, Flourishing Church, and we can't be, wait to be together again. Thank you so much for listening to the Flourishing Church Podcast. If you liked this episode, please make sure to share with your family members and friends. If you have any prayer requests 
please submit them on our app and website so we can be praying with you and for you. For more information on Flourishing Church, please visit flourishing.church. Tune in next week for another amazing podcast episode. We hope you all have a blessed week.